Datadog is a SaaS cloud monitoring and security platform that enables full-stack observability for modern infrastructure and applications at any scale, providing teams dashboarding, alerting, application performance monitoring, infrastructure monitoring, UX monitoring, security monitoring, and log management in one tightly integrated platform, plus 450-plus out-of-the-box integrations with technologies including cloud providers, databases, and web servers. Aggregate all your data into one platform for seamless correlation, enabling teams to troubleshoot and collaborate together in one place, preventing downtime and enhancing performance and reliability. Get started with a free 14-day trial by visiting datadog.com slash cloudcast. That's datadog.com slash cloudcast. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from our massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And it is Aaron for Cloud News this week. It is the middle of November. It is hard to believe uh, that we've gone through most of the year. We're coming up on the holidays. Uh, and at least here in North Carolina, it's starting to get cold. Uh, I just, I can't believe it. But we do have some news, some good news, some not so good news, uh, but we're going to dive right in. So first of all, lots to talk about when it comes to big tech and layoffs this week. Pretty much most of the big companies that are out there either have done a layoff here recently or um, rumors are they're going to be doing some coming up. AWS is rumored to do some. Uh, Twitter, of course, had a big one. Uh, Meta or, or Facebook had a big one. So we know lots of folks in the industry and, and certainly listeners that are impacted by this. So hope everyone is doing well. And certainly if uh, Brian or I can do anything out there, reach out to us, uh, whether through Twitter or through the email address. And uh, we'll certainly connect you in any way we can. So wanted to say that, first of all, uh, to everyone that's out there. But there is some good news. And the good news here actually comes from our second article. And the second article is all about the state of open source software. So Octoverse 2022 uh, by the folks over at GitHub. And by the way, this is the 10th anniversary of the first Octoverse report. And it was really interesting to see some of the past stats versus the new stats. So uh, they released the first one 10 years ago and to celebrate 2.8 million people on GitHub. And also to give you kind of a time capsule screenshot, if you will, or snapshot, uh, Red Hat just had achieved $1 billion in valuation at the time. And now you're looking at 94 million developers on GitHub. GitHub used by 90 plus percent of Fortune 100 companies. And 90% of companies use open source in general as well. Now, some of the trends that I found really interesting from the report though, HCL, HashiCorp Configuration Language, was the fastest growing language on GitHub. Wasn't the top one, but the fastest growing one. And this really shows the trend of infrastructure as code is really starting to come into its own and we're seeing this used more and more. In addition to that, big tech companies really build on open source. 30% of Fortune uh, 100 companies are using open source. 
and lots of other good stats to dig in here. Of course, if you are interested in that, the link is in the show notes. But with that, I'm going to close out Cloud News of the Week, and we are going to move on. After the break, we have Kayla Taylor over at Datadog talking about cloud cost management. Buffering. How annoying. Did you know that 17 out of 20 people stop watching a video because of stalling and rebuffering? Don't let your users click away to a competitor's site. If your business lies in online media, rely on CDN 77 to deliver a seamless online experience to your audience. CDN 77 is one of the leading global providers of content delivery network services. They power the world's most popular websites and apps such as Udemy, ESL Gaming, Live Sports TV, and social media platforms. Aside from their massive and redundant global network, you're going to love their no BS attitude and skilled team of engineers ready to help 24-7. No chatbots, no tickets bouncing around unresolved for days, just people who know your use case and can immediately help you pinpoint and fix the problems. Don't wait until your users run out of patience. Go to cdn77.com slash cloudcast and ask for a free trial with no duration or traffic limits. That's cdn77.com slash cloudcast. And we're back. And this week we have what I really consider a very timely show. Uh, It's something that is really come to the forefront in our industry here recently. Um, Maybe it's a combination of economic times. Maybe it's just a combination of the evolution of cloud, but we want to talk about cost management today. And as always, we want to bring in very smart guests to talk about this. And so today we have Kayla Taylor, Senior Product Manager at Datadog. First of all, Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. Fantastic. And, And so first of all, Uh, Tell everyone a little bit about your background and what you focus on at Datadog. Sure. So I spent the vast majority of my career in advertising technology at a company called AppNexus. And while there, I was head of engineering operations. So I reported to the CTO, and part of my job was to help manage and scale our engineering team. And so I actually got to see firsthand what it was like to manage costs as an engineering team, um, working you know, operationally alongside our uh, CTO and head of tech ops, et cetera. Um, but I eventually pivoted into product, uh, never really looked back, and uh, you know, had a, a role at Uh, Compass is a product manager, Flatiron Health, and most recently, Datadog. Um, I joined Datadog this past February and have been working on cloud cost management since joining. Fantastic. And so first of all, I'll say this. um, I feel like it is slightly unusual to have an engineering with a cost background. And so first of all, we we can get into that in a second. But let's talk about the broader topic. Cloud cost management really has become a much more active focus, if I kind of use that term. Maybe it's, again, maybe it's the economy slowing down, but but how are you seeing customers or engineering teams thinking about costs differently than before? And and how did your past in cost management factor into this? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, so I do think that we are seeing an increased 
focus and cost in the organizations that we're speaking to. And there are really two ways that this shows up, I'd say. Um, and the first way is that I think organizations are investing more in understanding and managing their costs. Um, and then the second way is that organizations are really focused on cost optimization and getting engineering teams to take action on their spend and to optimize their costs. So on that first point, um, you know, I think that what we've seen is that teams are, organizations are investing in creating FinOps teams, or they are asking some of their DevOps team members to uh, dedicate some of their time to really understanding their cloud spend and to um, optimizing that spend. Uh, in particular, I think a lot of organizations are really focused on making sure that they uh, can attribute their costs, meaning they know which team was responsible for the spend that is showing up every month in their bill. Um, and then on that second point, um, I think, you know, in the in the cost space, there's been a ton of focus on getting teams to take action and helping engineering teams uh, not only understand their costs, but to do something about it. And so I really think that there, um, you know, a lot of companies we, we are speaking to um, are really looking to get cost data in front of their engineering teams, help them understand the context and implications of the decisions that they make so that they can make informed trade-offs and ultimately and ideally, uh, you know, spend efficiently or reduce their spend as appropriate. And, and Kayla, so gosh, this brings up a, a couple different paths I want to go down. Um, but I'll start first of all with tying it back to Datadog. Since Datadog does provide so much visibility into active applications, you know, whether you're talking about APM or observability or troubleshooting, you know, uh, for those that have been listeners, uh, you know, Datadog is a longtime friend and, and past guest on the, on the Cloudcast. Do you take a similar approach when it comes to folks dipping their toe in the water for cost management? That's a great question. Um, Overall, I would say yes, but we do have a slightly different, and in, in some ways we're targeting a slightly different user base. So the things that you see in the product that are uh, typical Datadog is, you know, the ability to filter very quickly at an incredibly granular level down to the, you know, the cost of an individual resource in your bill. Um, to be able to surface costs in dashboards or notebooks alongside other performance metrics uh, that the team might be looking at, um, you know, and to use tags to, to filter down to um, really sort of any dimension that you might be caring about. Uh, but, you know, I, I think we are also cognizant of the fact that there are many users who we are, who are using the product that don't have a ton of background uh, using Datadog. And this is really that FinOps persona. And so on that front, what we've tried to do is uh, to introduce uh, an overview page, for example, to really help that user base, uh, in, you know, get introduced to the cost management product and to understand uh, Datadog and how to do things like, uh, you know, use tags to allocate costs in Datadog. And what is a common, if I kind of approach the cost just for one second, what is a common metric? Like when you are talking about FinOps, obviously the the end result is, you know, dollars or euros or whatever the local currency is, but is this cost per, per API call? Is this cost per minute or hour and in instances running? Is this cost per capacity consumed? Or is it a little bit of all of the above? Yeah, that's a 
That's a great question. So I would say most of the FinOps teams that we talk to are really interested in understanding costs uh, for different organizational dimensions that they care about. So that might be, you know, costs for a given team, costs of a specific product, um, costs associated with a particular business unit. So they're really, I would say, focused on like more business-centric cost concepts um, and allocating costs back to those teams, products, business units, et cetera. Now, when you speak to the engineers, I will say that some of them are more interested in, in that like cost per request, which is uh, possible in Datadog because you're able to, and we'll talk, you know, likely we'll talk about this in uh, coming up, but you're able to look at your cost data alongside your metrics and to you know easily see things like cost per request, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And, and so let's jump straight into that because this is fascinating to me because, yeah, accountants understand costs, but, but not necessarily technology and, and engineers understand technology, but they either don't understand or a lot of times just don't care unless they have to about costs. Uh, because they just want to make things work. And, and, and so how do you help, uh, you know, everyone reach across the aisle, if I use that term, and, and conceptualize these, these costs and, and be able to make meaningful changes and impacts into the business and their applications? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So I think that... Um... You know, one of the main benefits of having cost data in Datadog is that uh, it's easy to access and engineers have costs in the same platform that they're using to look at the performance of their applications. Um, And, you know, for example, our own cost reporting team at Datadog has reported that it's made their life so much easier to use the same platform that engineering is using to look at and understand costs and to understand the changes that those teams have made in their applications to see uh, metrics that are related to those changes, and then also to see the implications of those decisions on the costs. Um, And so I think, uh, you know, surfacing, surfacing the the data in a environment that they're already familiar with uh, goes a long way. Um, Like I said before, um, you know, a lot of engineers are starting to include costs on dashboard, on dashboards alongside other key performance metrics that they're looking at to understand um, the performance of their applications. And, you know, we were talking about this before, but especially in this current market environment, we really do see a push for cost consciousness um, within organizations to really get their engineering teams uh, to think about you know, the implications of their decisions, not just on the application performance, but also on the cost of that implica- on of that uh, application. And so the, the cost conscious, kind of a follow-up question uh, about that I just thought of. How much of that is, you know, global macro trends and, and economies and economies potentially slowing down? And how much of that is just it's an evolution or maturity of public cloud and, and metered systems. Uh, what is some of the drivers that, that folks come to you when they're looking to solve this problem? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I would honestly say that it's both. Um, I, I think that the current market environment has accelerated people's uh, sort of need or desire to understand and to manage their costs. But we do tend to see that organizations who um, are, you know, 
more mature adopters of the cloud. They've been using the cloud for a while. They actually, um, they have a moment typically where they get a bill. It wasn't what they were expecting. They have this kind of like sticker shock moment. And then they're like, you know, this is probably something we need to start actively managing. Um, And so I think uh, it's both, but I do think the current market environment is really, um, you know, making people think twice and uh, making plans to actually manage their costs sooner than maybe they would have. Sure, sure. That makes perfect sense. Thank you, Kayla. And I'm also kind of, I, I really liked that idea of of FinOps and FinOps still managing this from the same tools. Of course, Datadog expanding their offerings and expanding and using the same tools and the same platform. That's, that seems like just such a natural extension of this. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm answering my own question when I ask you this, but but what are some of the unique things that Datadog does with new cloud cost management offering? And and how does this tie in to other aspects of Datadog? Yeah, that is a great question. So one of the things um, that we are doing is focusing on how we can integrate costs into the broader Datadog dog platform. And so, uh, for example, we launched an integration with our service catalog where you can quickly pivot between a service's costs and the service performance overview page within Datadog so that you can get additional context about what's happening with that service. We're also um, surfacing, you know, planning to surface costs directly in the service catalog so that you can very easily pivot between service ownership, performance, security, and costs. And so I think one of the um, things that is unique about uh, having costs in Datadog is that Datadog also has, as we've you know talked about a number of times, the performance metrics and the security, you know, the the state of the application security, for example, plus the cost. So you get a really holistic picture of not just what things are costing and not just what's you know what's happening with the um, performance of this application in isolation, but you can really start to put the pieces together and get the full context of what's happening and make informed decisions. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's uh, especially unique about this offering. Fantastic. And let's talk about uh, use cases for a little bit. So the service is new, so maybe the use cases are, are still developing and that's something I'd like to talk about, but what are some of the surprising things you've observed about how companies are using this insight into their cloud costs? Yeah. So I think one of the things that I have been continually impressed by is the dashboards that our customers are building with cost data. So uh, for example, we have a very large uh, customer who is using Datadog functions on dashboards to do some really interesting thing with their costs. So for example, they're looking at um, you know, like 30-day rolling averages of their cost alongside, like in the same graph, the number of active users they have. So they're able to look at like a rolling average of their costs uh, over the past 30 days alongside, you know, how many users and basically for them, like how their business is growing. Um, so that is is pretty interesting. And, you know, I think unit economics is um, definitely an a interesting topic that a lot of uh, folks in the FinOps space think about and talk about, but it's really cool to be able to see in Datadog, a customer um, pipe a custom metric to our platform, the number of active users, and then to visualize that alongside their costs to get a more um, holistic picture of how their costs are tracking relative to their business performance. Um, you know, another another great example that 
I stumbled upon recently is that uh, we had a customer, Stitch Fix, they talked about this at our, um, the conference we just had uh, called Dash this past October, where they are using um, cost metrics, uh, cost and metrics and formulas and functions to basically allocate costs back to an ECS cluster. So they can say, how much is this ECS cluster costing me? And they're using metrics that we're piping in from AWS, um, you know, with the AWS ECS integration. Nice, nice. And so let me ask you a question about perception. Um, a lot of times, especially on the engineering side of the house, when we talk about, oh, you know, we're going to do cost management or we're going to do um, cost analysis, a, a lot of folks think of um, making cuts or how can we make every reduce everything. And it's all about maybe a negative connotation at times. Um, but if it's more about optimization, it's it's less about a negative commentation of like, we're trying to reduce costs, we're trying to cut things down, we're trying to reduce things, and more about optimization. Do you have those kinds of conversations with customers of it's optimization versus reduction? Uh, yes, uh, d- definitely that that has come up. Um, I, I think that uh, especially when it comes to working with engineering teams to get them to take action. Um, A lot of the folks we talk to, they're focused on spend efficiency. So how efficient is this spend? How do we continue to optimize um, our applications to ensure that we are, you know, being smart about the dollars that we're spending on the cloud? Um, So we we do hear people, uh, you know, especially when it comes to that interaction between, you know, maybe the DevOps person thinking about costs or that FinOps person and their engineering team, think a lot about um, optimization or efficiency. Um, You know, I, I think, for some organizations, they are focused on reduction. I think some organizations are aware that they, you know, they grew really quickly in the cloud and they, you know, employed a lift and shift model and they maybe didn't make the, um, you know, most optimal decisions when they were thinking about which instance types to use, for example. And so they do feel they have some space to just reduce as well. That makes sense. That makes sense. And for folks that are interested, what is the most common ways customers get started with this? That's a great question. So um, you can get started by going to, if you're an existing customer of Datadog, going to the uh, Datadog product. We live underneath the infrastructure tab um, and you can set up the product. It takes about like 10 minutes to to set up the product uh, underneath the infrastructure tab uh, cloud costs. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Any last thoughts you want to leave uh, before we uh, have to close this up for the week, Kayla? Um, I would say that, uh, you know, hopefully those of you listening would uh, would give the product a try. And I'm looking forward to to speaking to you again soon. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time this week. Um, And for everyone out there, we're going to wrap it up for this week. And thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please tell a friend um, as well as leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. And so with that, I'm going to wrap it up for this week and we will talk to everyone 
next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 